0: Hi, I'm Kevin Alves with Big Talk Podcasts. I believe that everyone needs to treat themselves for a job well done. Whether it's surviving a workday jam-packed with mind-numbing meetings, or that five-mile bike ride down the lake with your friends, nothing says, I fucking crushed this like a delicious cold beer. And there's no finer place to treat yourself than Chicago's northernmost taproom, Howard Street Brewing. Just steps from the Howard Street Red Line, Howard Street Brewing offers a cozy 37-seat tap room that's perfect for catching up with old friends or making some new ones. And don't let their one-barrel system fool you. It's perfectly pumping out a rotating menu of amazing beers like Roger's Proud Pale Ale, the Better Late Than Never Pilsner, and the This Is What Happens Larry Belgian Saison. Not sure what to try? Get a flight. Try them all. Like that beer and want some for the after party? Grab a few growlers for the road. You want some sweet merch with your beers? They've got hats and t-shirts ready for you too. So if you're in Chicago or planning a trip to Chicago, be sure to check out Howard Street Brewing. Open Tuesday through Sunday. No cash, cards only. Oh, and did I mention that there's entertainment every Tuesday night and trivia every Wednesday night? Oh, 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 and did I mention that you can have food from all the local spots delivered right to your table? Oh, 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 and did I mention that they're pet friendly? This place is the shit. So check out Howard Street Brewing, located at 1617 West Howard Street in Chicago and at howardstreetbrewing.com. Be sure to tell them Big Talk sent ya. Welcome to Based on a True Story, where Chicago's best writers and storytellers take their true personal stories and adapt them into wild tales of fiction. Recorded live the fourth Tuesday of every month at Howard Street Brewing, located at 1617 West Howard Street in Chicago. Our first story comes from writer, comedian, and musician Maggie Tomasek.
1: All right, so my whole life I've been telling people about this dream I had when I was about four years old. It was super vivid, also a little scary, and also very strange that I would remember a single dream so clearly from when I was so young, but I did. In this dream, Michael Jackson comes to my house for dinner. (laughs) He shows up with my dad, and soon we're all eating some gross-looking mush out of my favorite plastic yellow bowls. Did you have favorite bowls, or glasses, or spoons? Because I definitely did. I still do, clearly. (laughs) Anyway, in real life, we only had one of these bowls, but in my dream, everyone had one of these bowls, and uh, we're all crammed around our tiny kitchen table in our tiny kitchen, and Michael Jackson, of course, is wearing his red leather jacket from the Thriller video, and we're just like one happy Midwest family. Cut to after dinner, we're in the living room, and the Thriller video comes on. Now, in real life, I was afraid of the Thriller video, my brother insisted the video was not scary, that I'd be fine to watch it as a four-year-old. Uh, so I did, but he was wrong. I was terrified. And I was super scared to listen to the record even. Every time my older siblings, I, my older siblings at the time, I was about four, they were like 10, 12, 14. They listened to it in the basement. And every time the Vincent Price narration part came on, I would suddenly need to go to the bathroom and uh and I'd like sprint upstairs and then I just like creep back to the stairwell to like and then as soon as I heard those opening chords beat it, then I knew the coast was clear and then I could go back down and it was everything was fine. Now if you weren't around for the Thriller album's heyday, and I look around this room and I think of a few of us were, uh, but I can't stress enough how often this album was played in my home. Not just for like a couple weeks or months, literal years. The album, True Story, was released in November 1982. It was the best-selling album of 1983 and 1984. Still the best selling album of all time worldwide, no big deal, I mean, just a massive thing. Anyway, back to my dream. So the Thriller video comes on and Michael Jackson just starts doing the Thriller video dance in my living room and my siblings are super stoked, but me, I hate it, I am scared, I know what happens to Michael Jackson in the thriller video, and now he's in my living room? Uh, Is he gonna become a werewolf zombie and chase me into a creepy house? No, no thank you. So I lay down on the floor and cover my head with my pillow, and that's how I wake up, my head under my pillow, the end. Uh, Truly, could one have a more 1980s dream? Anyway, I'd been telling people about this dream for like 25 years, just like a fun little anecdote to chime in when people start talking about their dreams, which was always super boring, but this was kind of a fun one. (laughs) So that's exactly what happened at Christmas 2009 at my sister's house. We're at the dinner table having just demolished a ham and my mom's signature fruit salad, which, since we are from the Midwest... Does technically have fruit in it, but calling it a salad is suspect because the other main ingredients obviously are Cool Whip and marshmallows. So, obviously. So my sister starts talking about this stress dream she had earlier in the week where she's out shopping trying to find, you know, my niece, like, one last Christmas gift. And when she finds just the right toy, it's the last one, and she goes to grab it, but someone else grabs it first, and that someone is Sandra Bullock. We all chuckled, and I was like, "Ooh, now's my cue." Hey, <laughs> you guys remember that dream I had when I was like four that Michael Jackson came to our house for dinner? My mom and my sister just exchanged glances. Then my mom said, "Maybe we should tell her." <laughs> tell tell me what? Well. The reason you remember that dream so clearly is that uh, it wasn't a dream. It really happened. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Obviously, Mom. Uh, We served the king of pop dinner in plastic bowls and then he just like danced in our living room. (laughs) My mom was not laughing though. Seriously, I'm not kidding. That's what happened. We were asked not to tell anyone about it, and you were so young, we knew you wouldn't be able to keep it a secret, so we just let you think it was a dream you had. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. You're, You're serious? I could not believe what I was hearing. And then my sister chimes in. Yeah, we're very serious. I was 10. It was so impossible not to tell my friends. I mean, freaking Michael Jackson was at our house. I guess no one would have believed me anyway, but it was literally the coolest thing that's ever happened to me, and I couldn't tell anyone about it. I was dumbstruck? Okay, so how, how did this happen? I mean, wh- why? Wh- what the fuck? So my mom proceeded to tell me how in the spring of 1984, Michael Jackson's tour bus broke down on the way to Kansas City. The mechanic didn't have the part he needed and it was gonna take a few days for it to arrive and they couldn't wait that long. So the mechanic called my dad who was a machinist and a buddy of his and asked him if he could make the part from scratch and my dad could make pretty much anything out of metal so he took the job. So later that day, my dad hand-delivered the part to the mechanic shop, and Michael Jackson was just, like, hanging out there. And he was so grateful, and he asked my dad what he could do to show his appreciation. My dad, knowing that the Thriller album was played 24-7 in his house, was like, well, you know, you could come to dinner at my house and surprise my kids. And Michael Jackson was like, okay, that sounds cool. And his people were like, yeah, we could do that. We have some time. And so... Uh, they were like, here's the thing, Michael's on a strict diet, so, but don't worry, we'll like bring all the food, and we'll even, you know, bring some little plastic bowls to eat out of, apparently. (laughs) And honestly, Maggie, my mom said, there aren't a lot of other details I remember beyond what you always talk about in your dream. Um, You know, he was very nice, and it was oddly Kinda like any other family dinner with all the kids just like talking about their days at school and whatever. But hang on, then the Thriller video just happened to come on right then? Maggie, my sister said. Do you remember early MTV? They played the same videos over and over again all day. Thriller was on like 15 times a day. It's not that weird of a coincidence. You do have a point there, okay. And then that was it. That was it? And you waited this long to tell me? What, what the hell? My mom kind of shrugged. I guess I was kind of waiting until he died. I know he was very litigious, and I just didn't want to risk it. I was like, okay. <laughs> sure, okay. So my whole world was rocked. I knew it was gonna take some time to process this. And then I thought, hang on, the yellow bowls. I'm I'm stuck on the yellow bowls. We only had one of them, though, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) that was kind of funny. You refused to let go of yours, so Michael Jackson's people just, like, let you keep it. (laughs) I was like, ah, my favorite bowl, huh? Well, I'll be damned. Anyway, here's the thing. Ever since I found out this really happened, I still haven't told very many people. The few people I've told don't believe me, you all probably don't believe me either. So yeah, maybe it was all a dream. Guess you'll never know. Thank you.
0: Our second story comes from actor, writer, musician, the Ricky Harris.
2: My dad, for as long as I can remember, has always been my coach literally in every sport as a youth he was one of if not the head coach football wrestling baseball track and even soccer which he did not play but one special evening after a wrestling match uh, it just rings true with me and it's a day i'll never forget but uh, and besides that also my dad was um the parent that always videotaped everything and i mean everything there's still thousands of vhs's to go through and look at But this evening, he had taped one of my wrestling matches, and let's just say it wasn't a good match for me. I was going against an opponent who was bigger than me, and I kind of uh, psyched myself out. And I know that you're thinking, bigger than me? (laughs) Yeah, there's people out there bigger than me. But long story short, I lost the match due to my inability to do my best. And well, this evening, I did so badly that my dad wanted to review the tape once we got home. (laughs) I said, fine, as if I had a choice. (laughs) We were watching the match, and all of a sudden, he accidentally hits a button. He doesn't know what it does or how to stop it, neither did I, but this button would be the bane of my existence. It was the slow motion button. (laughs) We literally watched my match second by second, frame by frame, move by move for the entire thing. Ah, I thought to myself, what kind of hell have I put myself in? But then all of a sudden, the house began to shake in a slow motion type of way. Of course, you know. And that's when the shit started getting real. We were transported to this land of fathers and sons who had the same name. Because I share the same name as my dad. Get it? Okay, great. And also <laughs> and also where, you know, two same-name people would go. We flew around this land witnessing the great emotions of stories that were being told by fathers and sons. Sons looking very bored. Sons looking very tortured. Some looking happy, some looking sad, but everyone was weightlifting mountains and trees as they watched and listened to each other. At first I'm thinking, those mountains are too heavy to lift, but then I was lifting one too. (laughs) I was so excited that I start singing, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so scared. You got that reference, thank you. At this point, I knew neither my dad or I could fly, so I'm like, what do we do? Then all of a sudden, we grow wings with our legs, and our legs become arms, and we begin to fly like never before. We both also had this look on our faces because, you know, we were flying. (laughs) Thank you. Then then we flew into a dark, dark space where the only light we could see was like uh, that of an oven light. You know, that light um, that's just like reddish and orange, uh, that light. And then, (laughs) you know, then the only thing we could hear was animals' inner thoughts. It was like they were talking to us, but only in their heads. We heard one say, Mmm, dark meat. Another one said, I want a leg, I want a leg. <laughs> and then another one said, wait, what are their names? And we said, our, we said our names to them. And then the animals asked us, are you a senior and a junior? As they licked their lips and began salivating at the thought of eating two plump, juicy, delicious, same-named individuals who were a senior and a junior. <laughs> but then I yelled, no! Oh, We are a junior and a third. Oh. The animals gasped in disbelief just like you did. <laughs> they began shaking within their hooves or whatever shakes and quivers on an animal and realized <laughs> that they have met an anomaly. They've never heard of a junior and a third. It was truly an act of God's. That's right, we were gods in this land and we just didn't know it. We lived there forever in that land, surviving on a vegan diet because we refused to eat the animals. And they joined us in that because also you can't eat your gods. It was glorious ruling this wonderful world. Then all was restored. We came back home and finished watching the wrestling match as it was still going on because it was in slow motion. And the one thing that I take from that night that I learned is never back down from an opponent, no matter how big or tall they are. You better give it your all and kick some ass. Also, that being a third is a pretty sweet deal in this lifetime. And today, January 24th, I'm happy to wish my father, Fred Harris Jr., a happy birthday.
1: If
0: you're interested in performing, send us an email at BigTalkPodcast at gmail.com or contact us through our website at BigTalkChicago.com. And be sure to join us the fourth Tuesday of every month for a live recording at Howard Street Brewing at 1617 West Howard Street in Chicago.
2: Blah, blah, blah. Big Talk.